Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Keeping your office running like a well-oiled power play. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. Hey, it's 134 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer with you. The best pizza in the city. Royal Pizza. Pizza, pasta, and so much more. For menu and locations, visit royalpizza.ca. Stoffer recommendation again, the Mediterranean chicken. Portions of our show brought to you by World Floor Coverings. Tell them Oilers Now sent you. Receive two times the air mile reward miles on your flooring purchases at World Floor Coverings. Uh, World Floor Coverings, where they know a lot about hockey. Just let them tell you that, and they know a lot about flooring. As promised, uh, we're going to bring aboard the uh, first uh, individual ever to have his jersey retired as a member of the uh, Edmonton Oilers. He was an outstanding player in the World Hockey Association and um, has uh, stayed in our community, Um, was a a special gifted player, uh, a star player out of the Western Hockey League back in the 1960s. Al Hamilton to discuss the Al Hamilton Scholarship Award. And we welcome back in studio Al Hamilton. Al, how you doing? Pretty good. I'm still here. You're st- <laughs> <laughs> People say the same thing about Brian Hall. <laughs> well, I'm not in that category yet. <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, what was John Farlinger's line that one year at the Green of Gold dinner? That he said that uh, when Brian Hall finally does pass away, it'll be the most attended uh, funeral in Edmonton's history because I've always said if you give uh, people what they want, they'll come out in droves. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Hall saving that is one of the greatest lines of all time from John Farlinger, who you've known for years as well. Um, We'll get to the specifics on the uh, the 2018 uh, Al Hamilton Scholarship Award. The value is $2,000 per year for a maximum of uh, four years. This is put out by the Oilers uh, Alumni Association. It's awarded annually to a student from the greater Edmonton area for excellence in academics and athletics and community service. Um, this year, there are two scholarships for two deserving students. Again, uh, candidates must demonstrate outstanding academic achievement, which was never a strength of mine, uh, demonstrate achievement in organized sports at a competitive level, and uh, demonstrate community leadership and involvement. What does it mean to you to have your name associated with this award? It's got to be a, a kicker for you. It's, it's a pretty cool thing to have. Yeah, it was a great honor when uh, when they retired my jersey. Uh, the guy's decided they wanted they were talking about doing a scholarship and uh, I had no idea then they they brought that forward as kind of a gift to me so I was pretty darn honored with that so you I mean you're you were retired about 19 has this been around since 1980 oh this is when they finally hung up my banner and that was in 2001 in 2001 but still this has been almost 20 years now yeah. for this scholarship we've oh. had some great kids uh, that uh, have gone on to good things and the uh, you lose track of most of them but uh, I've had I've run into people at the hockey games come up to me and say I, I got that scholarship 15 years ago and it just helped me immensely to get through my four years of university and uh, the the quality of kids we get that uh, that apply are pretty impressive. 
applications, by the way, clo- uh, must be submitted online uh, by May 31st. This is on EdmontonOilers.com, obviously. That's where yeah. people can go uh, uh, do it. Uh, candidates, uh, so the application process is currently open. Candidates must uh, also include their recent report card, a short 500-word essay on why they believe they deserve the L. Hamilton, uh, L. Hamilton Scholarship Award, plus at least two letters of recommendation, one outlining the candidate's athletic contributions and the second outlining their community involvement. And candidates may also include up to two additional letters of recommendation. So this is a super thing. 20 years now for you. That's, uh, that's, uh, that, that's been a while. Well, I just didn't tell you how old I am. <laughs> well, I mean, for, hey, you were playing uh, in the Western Hockey League in the mid-1960s, right? Yeah, we well, we were actually in the Central Alberta League, which was a senior league at the time. And uh, who were the other teams? Was did the Panoka with Stampeders? Were they in the league? Uh, not when I was there. It was uh, Lacombe Rockets, Red Deer Rustlers, Drumheller Miners, uh, Olds, and uh, and the Oil Kings. Huh. And uh, each team had five, six guys that played pro in the old Western League or American League. Right. And. Uh, so it was a it was a grow up quick process. Who was there was there was a guy I remember John Short Guile Fielder was that he yeah. he was the old west he played in that old western hockey league that was a pro league yeah. and they, he was just too small for the time right and had he been born yeah. today he would have well thirty two you know thirty one team NHL he would have played you yeah, know I, he played for twenty some years uh, I played against him uh, my second year pro I played in uh, the American League and. Uh, in the Rangers chain in Buffalo, and we played interlocking with the Western League. Okay. So we played Golden Guile, then, and he was. That's what they used to call him, Golden Guile. Well, yeah, he was. He's very slick. Yeah. And a great passer. Uh, we, uh, I was, twenty, I think, or twenty-one, and he was probably forty-two, but uh, a very impressive uh, career, and probably didn't. You know, the money wasn't great in the National League, and it was obviously wasn't great in the minors, but a lot of guys just didn't, you know, they had opportunities, they had time, and they said, no, this is where we're staying, and and they'd made a life for themselves there, and that was it. Well, just to educate our listeners, we're joined by Al Hamilton, who was the uh, first order to get his uh, number retired. And Al, you, uh, you can maybe tell people the difference between the money, because you came up in the Rangers organization, but then you ended up in, did you not end up in Buffalo, in the yeah. NHL? I, I played a couple of years uh, in New York, uh, uh, made a ton of money, 13 grand a year, uh, came back and worked for the city, uh, we uh, then I went to Buffalo and uh, what were you making in Buffalo in the early seventies? Well, I was probably uh, I think we were, I was around twenty seven, twenty eight grand. Uh, I was in the top ten probably, and I get thirty thirty five points a game, which right or a, a game uh, a year, and uh, and was their top defenseman by far, and uh, but. In those days, uh, the negotiating process was you came to camp, uh, you didn't bring an agent, um, you sat down across from Punch M. Lock, and uh, I remember after the first year, he said, Hammy, you're my best defenseman, you, you are our only plus player, and you had, you had uh, a good season, I'm going to give you a $2,500 raise. 
And if you bring an agent, that's off the table, and you won't, you'll never get that offer again. And right. That was the end of the negotiations. So you played two years in Buffalo, and then the World Hockey Association starts. Yeah. And so you're making like twenty eight, twenty nine thousand dollars a year. Yeah. And how much did you get for coming to the then Alberta Oilers? I think I started out uh, seventy five with a five year or five thousand dollar. I had a five year deal. Okay. And it was guaranteed, and that's why I jumped. Uh, so if the league folded... You got your money. I got my money. Uh, so it, that was the uh, enticement. I mean, it was an adventure. The, that league, uh, and we played in some rinks that uh, we're lucky they didn't fall on top of us. And, right. And, and damn near did in Hartford when... Uh, we played there two nights before the the roof the caved, roof caved so. in because of snow. Yeah. I, I got to ask you this: so you, you you were with Buffalo in the early 1970s. Their their first pick, they won the draft in 1970, uh, and got Gilbert Perot. Did you know right away when you saw him in training camp how special of a player he was? Oh, absolutely. He was uh, way ahead of his time in the in the way he uh, his speed and his ability to, uh, to handle a puck at, at high speed. Uh, was quite incredible. He he, uh, it, was, it was pretty neat. I played that year with him and uh, set him up for the the goal that set the record for rookies at that time. The next year we got Richard Richard Martin. Yeah. And set him up to be Gilbert's. So that that was the beginning of the fr- uh, the second year was the beginning of the French connection with Rene Robert. Yeah. yeah. And they. Uh, had a pretty good team. I, a couple of years later, ended up uh, in the final. Yeah. So uh, it was. Uh, I like Buffalo. It's it's good hockey town. It's uh, a great hockey town. The numbers for NBC. I think they had the fifth best numbers in the states last night. Yeah. I'm going to Buffalo Thursday for the combine because every year that's where they do yeah. the, the combine. Al Hamilton joining us uh, in studio to a bit to discuss uh, his playing days. Uh, a little bit some thoughts on junior hockey as well. Uh, but so you play with Gilbert Perot, and he was drafted one year before Guy Lafleur. And I mean, they, at that time, Quebec was producing ridiculously gifted players. But in the case of Lafleur. He was making an obscene amount of money playing for the Ramparts as well. You said you were making in 1970-71, you're making twenty eight thousand. About yeah, that. About that, yeah. Guy, and how much was Guy making in Quebec? There were rumors he was making over hundred k at that time with the Ramparts. Well, it was kind of a similar situation as Jean Beliveau had uh, when he was uh, in with the Quebec Aces, and he he was making five times what he would have made in, in uh, Montreal. They had a, a monopoly. Uh, you played for what you could squeeze out of them. In the NHL, yeah. And so they, they could wait, get away with just about anything. I was there when they started the Players Association and and was one of the younger guys on the team. None of the older guys wanted to be the player rep, so I reluctantly <laughs> took that role on. Yeah. And... Um, we thought we'd died and gone to heaven. Somebody was finally representing us, but as it turned out... He was ripping you off. Oh, it was... Uh, yeah, it, some of us paid a huge 
price at the end of the at the end of the We're day. talking about Alan Eagleson, obviously, yeah, exactly. and uh, Rich Winner, who's an Edmonton-based lawyer and agent. Not everybody likes Rich, but Rich was part of the group uh, with Russ Conway, etc., that ultimately uncovered uh, just uh, well. And and I, this is going to tie into an, another guy, Jim Harrison, because yeah. that was part of what, in the end, uh, did for the listeners that don't know. Jim Harrison was a a, a big, skilled, fairly tough player out of Western Canada. Yeah. Pretty special player. He was a teammate of yours with the uh, the Alberta and the Edmonton Oilers. He had a 10-point yeah. game one night in the WHA, yeah. played for the Maple Leafs. Probably could have been a really good NHL forward for a long time. Yeah. Uh, after he left the Oilers, went back to the NHL, he suffered a back injury yeah. with Chicago. And Alan Eagleson was supposed to be representing Jim Harrison, and he was in the back pocket of the owner at that time, Bill Wirtz. Well, and, and I went through a similar thing here with the the eye injury. I got it eventually cost me the sight in my eye, and uh, I went to go, to collect uh, and talk disability to, insurance and that sort of disability insurance. And and uh, he came through the last year I played, and I was basically playing with one eye. And he just looked right at me and said, "Hammy, you're lucky to have a job." And turned to, turned back to me. So he was colluding with. With all the, it was it was a bad scene, and and we should have listened much sooner, but we probably weren't very sophisticated at the time, and and uh, well, put your trust I'm, where, I'm, you, where you may. Shame on us for doing that. But the fact of the matter was, uh, yeah, he he uh, he abused it badly. Um, you know, even dating. I mean, you would have watched this guy growing up on on one game a week on Saturdays, but Ted Lindsay was pretty much blackballed for his involvement of trying to get a union going in the 50s. Oh, absolutely. Uh, it, was, it was a complete monopoly. They, most of the rinks were, were sold out. The, the Detroit and uh, Detroit was owned uh, by one of the uh, Norris's. Norris brothers, and, and Jimmy Norris owned the uh, Blackhawks. The Blackhawks, and and so uh, Stafford Smythe in Toronto, and, and, and I mean, it was... A lot of those guys have gotten themselves in legal problems down the road, but but uh, we didn't have a we didn't have much uh, until we had somebody that would come in and take charge and lead the charge. You were pretty well on your own. Yeah, uh, we'll uh, we'll get back to the scholarship in a second. Uh, yesterday, Steve, your son, uh, let go by the Edmonton Oil. You're being a good sport coming in, uh, but you know the business, right? You're you're not legitimate in the business until you've been <laughs> fired once, isn't that the line? But tell me this: you've watched a lot of junior hockey over the years. Does it even resemble? I mean, you coached uh, Gallagher, uh, uh, Brent, yeah. or I was going to say Brent, but uh, Ian Gallagher, Brent's yeah. brother, uh, with the Short Park Crusaders in the mid '80s. That's uh, Brendan's yeah. dad. Uh, junior hockey's completely different today than it was. Oh, absolutely! 30- it's you, all your kids are coming up through through the system that have had uh, skating coaching, stick handling coaching. They've gone through all. A, a whole rigorous program, and so the skill set is is really high uh, in comparison. And the uh, the speed of the game is uh, again is, uh, and we saw that with the Quebec team. I thought they okay, they dominated. They, they could really skate, and that was and they were that, deep. It was that was very flattering. The three nothing score, but the. Uh, the the game has changed, and I like it. I I'm not uh, saying the hooking and grabbing and yeah, I, you get pretty head 
she could get pretty good at it, but I'm not saying that that's the way we want to want to have the game. Al, uh, 22 teams in the WHL. Uh, that's one team for every 475,000 people in the West. Yeah. Okay. Uh, 20 teams in the OHL. That's one team for every 675,000 in Ontario. Quebec's got one team for every uh, 575,000. Yeah. So to me, it is part. I think there are too many teams in the WHL right now. And they just this year cut the for next season. They're going to cut down a 68 game schedule. So they'll have the same length of schedule as the Quebec League and then the yeah. Ontario League. And I think that's going to help, you know, that minor little move might help in terms of just keeping guys a little bit fresher because the West has got more extensive travel. That's a, that's a given. Oh, yeah. You're, you're traveling from across four provinces and into the States. It's 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 a onerous, onerous thing. Yeah. So, uh, I uh, it's always been that way. We I don't know how we won the Memorial Cup except that they allowed us to pick up three players in the West. Right. When we, when we advanced uh, the Probably in Western Canada at that time, there might not have been a million and a half people. Um, so it was uh, pretty tilted the other and the other uh, the other way. Yeah. Uh, we're going back to was that sixty three or sixty six? That was sixty six when we won. Yeah, so, uh, but the Oil Kings also won in sixty three as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, uh, it is the Al uh, Hamilton Scholarship again. The value is two thousand uh, dollars for a maximum of up to four years. Uh, that's per year. Uh, candidates must uh, have uh, outstanding academic achievement, uh, achievement in organized sports at a competitive level community leadership. Uh, the application process is to be submitted online by May the 31st. HamiltonOilers.com. You can continue uh, uh, for more information if you're a parent or if you're uh, a young uh, guy or gal listening to the show right now. Uh, there's an opportunity for you to capitalize on. It's terrific you're involved with it. And thank you again for coming in the studio. I know you're doing a little bit of business here in the southeast side, so thank you very much. Oh, you're more than welcome. Thanks for having me. You bet. When we come back, we'll go to this day in Oilers history. When you want to fly your Oilers colors with fan gear or outfit your fan cave, there's only one place. ProAmSports.ca Jerseys, apparel, headwear, and memorabilia from your favorite players and teams. Whether it's the NHL, the CFL, the NFL, MLB, or more, ProAm Sports are your fan cave specialists. And if it comes with a ProAm Sports Certificate of Authenticity and hologram, you know it's 100% authentic, hand-signed memorabilia. So no matter who you cheer for, ProAm Sports has got your guy. Visit their Edmonton showroom on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at proamsports.ca. That's proamsports.ca. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It's 153 and welcome back everybody. Bob Stoffer with you on Oilers Now. Let's go to this day in Oilers history again. Special thanks to Al Hamilton, the Al Hamilton Scholarship. Visit edmontonoilers.com. Uh, for more information, uh, if you want to uh, have somebody that you know uh, or that you're connected to, to apply for the Al Hamilton Scholarship. Um, and we appreciate him taking time to drive in his studio. Uh, this day in order's history for New West Travel, Edmonton's premier travel company for 38 years, looking on going on a river cruise in Europe in 2018. New West Travel has some great rates on fabulous cruises. May 29th, 2011. Ryan Jones, a two-year contract worth $3 million, a 1.5 AAV. He scored 37 goals over two seasons. He had a pretty successful uh, mini run here after the Oilers picked him up uh, on waivers from the National Predators. Last time I saw Ryan Jones was playing over in Germany. He was a fun guy, good guy. He did do one of the funniest things ever. 
The Oilers were playing in uh, Long Island in the old building, and it was sometime around maybe the 11-12 or the 12-13. Well, it wouldn't have been 12-13, so it was either 11-12 or 13-14, and the fans were giving it to... The Oilers never won in that building in uh, in Long Island, and uh, they were chirping the Oilers as they left the ice and telling the guys how they, you know, how badly the team sucked and all that other kind of stuff, and stuff you can't say on radio, or, or maybe you can now, but you couldn't a few years ago, using some of the seven words that George Carlin used to say you can't say on TV. And Ryan Jones looked up, at this uh, mass of 15 or 20 um, fans that were screaming at him and, and yelled back, Dad, quit following me on the road. And the whole group broke out laughing. He had that ability. He was a very funny, funny man. This day in Oilers history brought to you new, by New West Travel. Again, travel deals for weddings, honeymoons, and golf packages, employee corporate reward trips. Call a friendly staff at New West Travel, 780-432-7446 or online at newwesttravel.com. Brendan, we've got 30 seconds. You got a good text that's come in? Our text of the day, do you got one, or is that too much pressure? <laughs> well, text of the day. I wouldn't say it's a text of the day. It's a good one, though. It's from a, a text out of Grand Prairie. Yeah. He says, Bob, would it be possible to pry the number two or number three pick out of Carolina or Montreal? Uh, uh, well, I'd say... I would think Carolina needs a center, right? And so does Montreal. So I think both, that's what he's getting at. So what, what's he looking at? Moving Nugent Hopkins? Is that what he's saying? Like is he suggesting? Like, well, Brendan, this is this is not a rumor that's established yet, but a hypothetical. Would you trade Nugent Hopkins in the number ten to Montreal for the number three in Pacioretty, if you knew you could sign Pacioretty moving forward? Or, I mean, you're giving up some years, right? And Nugent Hopkins to me is a pretty like he's he's a, he's a pretty good citizen and he's a good guy. I don't know if I'd do that deal myself. So, uh, another one for you. RCN yeah. texted in earlier about Niederreiter. I know when you were on uh, holidays, he asked me if I would trade Poliarvi for Niederreiter. I said no. I think Poliarvi is more upside. Although I like Niederreiter you know, a lot. You know what? Then he asked about the number ten for Niederreiter. I think is what he was getting at today. Really? Hmm. Well, because Minnesota might have some cap issues moving forward. I don't know how good. I mean, Niederreiter is making like five million a year now, isn't he? Yeah, I think it's five and a half. Yeah, and and by the way, Pulleyarvi, I could see Carolina having significant interest if they're building their team around Sebastian Ajo. What is coming up tonight on Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins? Because he's got a show. Yes, he has a show tonight. That is correct. I can tell you that um, Charlie Rudy will be on, Blake Dermott, Canadian rugby player Gordon McRory, and ultra marathoner Dave Prockner. A bit of a story behind this. Um, he is actually running across the country to raise money for research into rare diseases. His son has a disease that only five people in the world have. He did a 100K race on the weekend as wow. a tune-up. Wow. Incredible. Well, that's a committed fellow. Uh, all right. Uh, tomorrow we'll have Craig Simpson on the show, former Edmonton Oil Kings head coach, current head coach of the Texas Stars, playing for the Calder Cup. That's Derek Laxtall. Back-to-back years, Edmonton Connections. Uh, Laxtall this year and uh, our good friend, oh, yeah, a great guy, Todd Nelson, the year before, winning with Grand Rapids. We're going to have other one other surprise guest joining us on tomorrow's edition of Orders Now. Off to a global news weather traffic update, Eileen Bell, followed by the 6.30 Chad Afternoon News with Jalen Nye and Andrew Gross. So long, everybody. Hey, 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 hey,
Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Keeping your office running like a well-oiled power play. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. On Oilers Radio, 630 Ched.